0: All right, and welcome back this week to The Square. Uh, Snake and Diamond Jim here with our guest. Oh, I just hit my head on the microphone. Yep. Uh, Cheek <laughs> Town Councilman Brian Nowak. Brian, thanks for joining us. Greetings. Uh, Ree is not here this week. No, no, no. he's He's been called to a higher purpose. Yes, he's, he's, uh, he's moved up north. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, anybody saw this. Uh, Brian, did you see this article about uh, a town in Maine that got shut down? No. So it's a town. It's only like 350 people. And uh, they had a town clerk who also handled like assessments Mm -hmm. and gun licensing and animal licensing and a whole host of other things for 16 hours a week and $13,500 a year. And so so that went to the town council. Uh, She said, look, I'd like to take my kids on a two week vacation. And they said, sorry, we don't have anybody who can run the town while you're gone. You can't have your vacation. So she quit.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> well, they didn't see that coming, did they? <laughs> wow. So, so now, and you're like, it, it, yeah, it's a small town. And it's like people are just going to the next town over to do most of their stuff. But that town's losing all that money then. Right. Like, because they get to, they get to take, keep a percentage of the fees if that happens in their town. Um, so, uh, you know, they put something out on Indeed and reapplied. And so Reese moved up to Maine. He's our, he's our new part time town council, uh, town clerk, mm-hmm. and dog catcher and uh,
2: pistol permit holder. Yep. So, what'd you say? What's, how's that saying go?
0: Uh, early so, money is, is access money, and, yeah. and late money is for good government. Yeah. So uh, this this so, is. So good I'm hoping government. we have access money in. Right. We town, right? we have access money in the town. <laughs> um,
1: they say no one wants to work anymore. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. He yeah. moved to Maine.
0: He moved, he right. moved to Maine for thirteen five. I'm assuming
2: a drastic pay cut for him. I would I would yeah, guess. Yeah. But I mean,
0: living in the middle of
2: Maine, it might be worth it. I think so. You know, slower life. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, Simple things.
0: Right. This, this is like a, a super excerpt of Augusta. So,
2: uh, we, before we, before we start today, Jim, I got to ask you, are you yeah. the one hoarding all the baby formula? Not all of it. <laughs> oh no, but, uh, but I, I
0: did. Nobody seems to notice, but I emptied the big blue water tower in, in Waynesville <laughs> and I filled it with baby formula.
2: Well, uh, you, is there some, some subtext there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, take what you want from that. Uh, yeah. Waynesville natives. Okay.
1: You guys catch the story. uh, It was a water tower where um, Johnny Cash. Yes, I did see this. They they punctured a hole in it in a very uh, opportune spot, let's say. (laughs) Looks like it was taking a leak all over the city, you know?
2: (laughs) All right. So uh,
0: I would have put my baby formula in the Hamburg water tower, but they haven't painted it to look like a hamburger yet. I know, I know. That's, that's all we wanted out of Randy Hoke was to paint that water tower to look like a hamburger. Hey, he's just
2: starting out. Okay? Yeah, he hasn't like, been there a year. Give him a break. Right, once he gets his own budget in,
0: yeah. he's, he's using last year's budget, right? So once he gets to set his own budget, I assume they'll include the like the $400 for the paint. They'll need to uh, paint it like a hamburger.
2: All right. So how do we want to start today? I think, I think we want to give fo- some folks some info on how to help our neighbors um, in the Jefferson Avenue community.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know. We, there's there's a lot of people obviously coming out now, um, wanting to support and provide resources uh, to that community, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been pointed out by better people than me, uh, including India Walton on social media. Like, you know, we could use. I'm glad we use your help now, but you know, this community is going to need your help. Yeah, still keep it going. So you know, when the cameras disappear, you know, where are you going to be? Um,
2: well, right now there's a lot of corporate PR bullshit going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there, there's some uh, a lot of charities. The Buffalo Niagara Partnership, I guess, is brokering some of that. And fuck them. Yeah, fuck I de- mean, de- that's garbage. <laughs> will, will will the people who need the money actually get it? I I, I have my doubts about that one. Um, if you want to if you want to help folks close to the community, there are a few um, places you can provide help or, or, or donations. Black Love Resists in the Rust. Feed Buffalo, Rooted in Love, Fruit Belt Com- uh, Community Land Trust african heritage food uh, cooperation um there are a few others that that are listed on twitter and we can retweet this tweet try to find something that's that's local that's that's grassroots that's not some corporate run bullshit
0: yeah i mean you know my concern with the partnership well, first of all i'm very skeptical anytime the partnership gets involved with anything um and everybody should be but you know, when they become like a clearinghouse for donations like this, there's a good chance they're just going to skim like 30 to 40% off the top and keep it for, the, like, oh, well, you know, administrative fees. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and, you know, a $500 donation that the partnership gets their hands on it means very little to them. But, you know, for a small nonprofit on the east side to get a $500 donation, I mean, 99.5% or 9% of that donation is going to be turned back into the community and that's you know those types of donations are life-changing for those organizations so um yeah find out find the 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 real in the weeds organizations um we'll retweet them out we'll list some of them out for you um and get your money to them um double check make sure they're accepting the donations that you want to give them right
2: yeah don't just assume what you're doing is good
0: right and then you know and also like Hey, you know what? If you can't make a donation right now, that's fine. That might be good. You know, uh, I'm, I'm one of the people who is in charge of organizing like volunteer opportunities for my work. And uh, somebody mentioned last week about well, volunteering on the east side, and and my point was like, you know, okay, that that's a good idea, and I I, I think that's something we should do. But maybe we hold on for like six weeks because they're going to be inundated with volunteers and resources right now. And, you know, in a month and a half, people are going to forget and they're going to still need that help. I mean, yeah. it look, it, it's very likely in six weeks that TOPS is still not going to be open. So they're definitely going to still need that help uh, in that community. And instead of doing it right now and overloading them with people, and what's going to end up happening is, you know, there's a good chance that you they have so many volunteers that you're just going to stand around it's going to be a poor volunteer opportunity. Um, yeah. Whereas in, you know, five, six weeks from now, you're going to be actually – do the work that they need, and it'll be an excellent volunteer opportunity, and you'll be providing them the help that they'll still be figuring out what to do with all the resources, all the stuff that they're accumulating
1: right now. You take uh, the transportation piece. The NFTA has temporarily waived the, the bus fares for certain routes. They'll probably be putting those routes back, the fees back, in about six weeks of the fares. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyft and Uber are offering discounted or free rides. That's not going to last forever either. You talk about six, eight weeks down the road. That's the kind of stuff that's going to be needed, along with all the other type of aid.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, please, yes, do do whatever you can to help uh, our community and help that particular neighborhood. If you can't do it right now, don't rush and you know, don't break your hip trying to get there. Yeah, uh, they're going to need that help in six weeks and in six months. And if you're
2: tight for cash now, donate when you can. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Uh, However you can do it. Speaking of. That neighborhood, though, we um, had a special guest this week. We had a we had a, a very special guest this week, uh, president of the
2: United States. <laughs> a few of them actually. First lady, yeah. Uh, Joe and Jill Biden showed up, Mm-hmm. along with you know, some some senators and Congress people. Right, right. Well, joined them. Uh, uh, and I was I was watching Air Force One uh, land and take off again.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know, and he made a speech um, regarding
2: um, the evil that is white supremacy. Yeah um and i say what you want about biden but the last president wouldn't have done any of this no it would have been a much much different environment yeah um i mean and and i listen i was i was driving down to jamestown that day
0: um and uh i you know happened to catch this speech live on of all places i was listening to 97 rock on the radio and they cut to the biden speech live i thought that was interesting and and, uh, i thought the speech was you know Pretty decent. I mean, look, look, Joe Biden is not going to be going down in annals as like the greatest speaker that we've ever had as president of the United States. (laughs) But I thought he did a pretty good job. Also, by the way, on that drive down to Jamestown, now I know that the governor said that all the state flags are going to be flying at half-mast until all the funerals were held for the 10 victims from the shooting. So help me out, guys. By like Tuesday at like, like noon, uh, had all the funerals been held because I passed uh, three separate state troopers barracks or offices, mm. and all their flags were flying at full. Oh, jeez,
1: not all done yet.
0: Nah, yeah, I didn't think so. So, uh, yeah, when I got off the thruway uh, in uh, Irving, there or not uh, like the Dunkirk exit, um, there's that tro- trooper station right there. Their flag was flying at full, and then when you take Route 60 down. Uh, from Dunkirk down to Jamestown, there's two barracks on the way, and both of them had their flags flying at full mass. So,
2: mm. not the best.
0: No, not 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 a, not a great look when there's already a lot of concern and criticism about uh, white supremacists creeping into law enforcement to not fly your flags at half mass for this particular incident.
2: Um, but anything you, you want to add about the uh, president coming to Buffalo? No, I, I think it was a good gesture. Uh, it seemed like they. It- and there are positive vibes there it was, it was it was i don't know i guess it was a, a good step in the healing process i suppose yeah
0: i mean uh, i mean i, mean, I it's think a, it was a
2: it was a significant event
0: yeah it was a significant I, event um i mean unfortunately in this country there's there's mass shootings like every day right. um you know the incident in our community being more severe than most of them um uh, but it was so it was good to see that the president acknowledged that and and, and came here um I mean, if he went to every town and city where there was a, a mass shooting, that'd be literally all he did. his, be his only job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: he has to come here. I mean, it was, it was, it was terrorism, right? And yeah, yeah. There's, there's no two ways about that. And we have a lot of work to do to get serious. You talked about the infiltration and in law enforcement. That's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And within the Republican Party too. I mean, they're they're going. Some of them are going white supremacist right and that you have people like louis cheney that are are trying to hold on to what that party used to be 20 30 years ago but the bob dole wing is dead yes gone in you know fixing this as a society you can't just do something about the race elements and something about the class elements they're intertwined Mm -hmm. you know fixing this problem you have to overhaul means-tested programs yeah. and make sure they're universal benefits programs. You need to have a, a guaranteed job for everyone. I mean, take a look at the kind of stuff that Dr. King was fighting for in the 1960s and in the demands of the 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 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. We haven't done nearly enough to meet meet that moment there. But a lot of that was economic based. Uh, you got You can't just do a speech or say we're going to do XYZ and then think you can't deal with the fundamental economic structure of this country where wealth is just concentrating up at the top. You got to do something about that piece too.
0: Oh, and and then, you know, like you have to, there has to be an educational piece too. Like, you know, Republicans are, are making, you know, critical race theory, the, the, the worst thing that's possibly ever happened to educational system. like, mm-hmm. look, being it's like the least we could do. Well, yeah. Being open and honest and being like, there was racism in the past here's where it was and here's where it still is and the and these particular things are artifacts or structures that were put in place because of racism like if you eliminate that discussion then you're never going to get anywhere and you know and then you've got like shitheads like andrew sullivan literally yesterday writing a, an article that crt versus the great placement theory are like two sides of the same coin oh my
1: god when you withdraw from watching cable news or listening to talk radio and just getting into reading the newspapers or reading let's say cleaner more uplifting news and media sources you go back to it and you're like i used to eat you know a huge bag of Doritos to the face and drink a gallon of Pepsi every night which i'm back on the carbs guys but i mean it's like you get away from quality news sources, you get into that garbage. I mean, you start buying an argument as stupid as that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I lost the other point that I had there. But. The discussion, it, it, you know, having
0: a president who's willing to acknowledge and say like, this was domestic terrorism and that, that we can't hand, we can't have white supremacy mm-hmm. and that, you know, that is evil. You know, I mean, you counter that with the fucking district attorney from Broome County who's like, well, this wasn't domestic terrorism because that terrorism is flying a plane into a building. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and they get to. You can make the argument, I guess, that his comment was taken out of context because he followed it up with it was terrorism after. But he said that in the first place. Right. Yeah. Why would you distinguish, you know? And you get into the discussions of critical race theory and white replacement theory and all this stuff. I mean, we teach the history of the New Deal, and if you did it the way that some of the conservatives want, or the right-wingers want, where it's absolutely race neutral, you can't teach about how the New Deal was structured against brown and black folks. Mm -hmm. And we should. That was a shortcoming of it, that racist Democrats in the South shaped those programs, stuff like the GI Bill. We should be teaching about how black folks were systematically kept out of that, and Mm -hmm. it was just almost all the applicants were white. That was a wealth transfer. That's the kind of stuff we should be talking about. It's not telling people you have to feel sorry or guilty because you're white. It's just accurately teaching our history. It's not a radical thing. I mean, but that's what they're calling... That kind of education, CRT, if you ask an expert in that field, they're going to say, that's not exactly what it is. They're just just scaring the hell out of people with this term. We should accurately teach history, and when the Democratic Party made mistakes in the past, let's teach about that, Right. you know? No, I
0: mean, because, like, you know... the Republicans are out there, like they don't want you. They don't. Want, they don't want you teaching about red redlining, obviously, because like that. Well, that that makes white people feel bad that that, that they got to have generational wealth and minorities didn't. Mm-hmm. But then, like you know, the, if you take it as extreme as like states like Florida, like you can't talk about like Brown versus Board of Education because like well, you're clear, like desegregation implied that white people were doing something bad before. What then.
1: do you do? When a student in a high school comes into a classroom and shows a primary source, a deed restriction that says whites only basically on it it's a it's a document from our history. is the teacher supposed to ignore that primary source and say it, it you know like an authoritarian regime and say, "Ah oh, don't worry about that we're not, we're here to just teach about you know more people bought houses in the suburbs no that's a piece of it Why is it that you know Folks moved into the suburbs and they looked a certain way and they had certain ancestry. I mean, and that that has to be part of our education.
0: And then the the other side is the great replacement theory is the people who are afraid of this and, and espouse this theory are also the same ones who say, like, things are good for minorities in this country. We treat them well or, oh, we even treat them too good because we give them stuff like affirmative action. But, like, if you actually believe that, why are you so afraid of becoming a minority in this country? If you think minorities are treated so goddamn good.
1: which I've heard you mention this before, and it's just, that's a truism at this point. In the grape replacement things, the the waters are getting muddied on that, too, you know? Where you can't have real conversations with some white folks about this. Like, the trends in this country suggest you're going to have to share power with people that don't look like you, and their great-grandparents didn't come. From the country your great-grandparents didn't come from. It's something to get used to. Mm -hmm. And not for nothing, some of the folks coming from Central Asia, from the Middle East... They're fairly conservative, socially speaking, and Mm. they're not full-blown anti-capitalist. I mean, these are people that you should be happy. I mean, if you're more moderate or conservative, you should be happy to have these type of folks as your next-door neighbors. They're going to join the volunteer fire service. They're going to become EMTs. They're going to want to join the police force. They'll be first responders. They're going to join our military. They're going to get involved working in our hospitals, you know, to to just write them off completely like, oh, we can't have any of them. I mean— do you want all these homes to sit vacant? Do you want the unemployment rate to go to 30% or the labor force participation rate to continue tanking? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe immigration's a good idea.
0: Well, uh, I mean, immigra- <laughs> immigration's a great idea. Right. Like, and,
1: or but- you know, or maybe we shouldn't be so afraid of cuz it's not just immigration. These are multi-generational folks at this point. We'll get into it later on, but a lot of the folks that are moving over here from New York City, they're they're born Americans, you know? Maybe we shouldn't be so worried about these folks.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other thing is that, like, if you're if you actually sit down and think about it for a second, if you're a right wing ideolo- ideologue, most of them are like, "Well, we would accept white people from Europe as immigrants." And I'm like, "You mean probably left leaning socialists?" I mean, that's that's a fair like, and 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 people who don't prescribe to if they do have a religion that they they follow. They don't want it in their government, and they don't prescribe to it as strongly as uh, Americans do.
1: And that's something else we need to teach about our history. Who was it that populated the Midwest in the 1840s? What were they running away from in the 1850s? Was it the revolutions in Europe of 1848, and they weren't exactly successful, and they said, oh, i got to get out of there? Mm-hmm. These people were not—they were fairly, for their day, fairly left of center, but, you know— Speaking of right of center, you got Cuomo up there. Yes, yeah. I'm helping you spe- guys transition. Spe- I'm running of, the
2: board. Speaking of people we should be afraid of. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of
0: people who, who need to emigrate west, uh, yeah. the Andrew Cuomo, uh, we're recording this today on Sunday, and, the, and Andrew Cuomo uh, announced that he was going to be at True Bethel addressing their population today f- during their service. I don't. Know, I'm Catholic, so I was going to say mass, but I know it's not mass. Yeah. Mm. Um, true Bethel uh, Baptist Church. I mean, I guess just another step on the Andrew Cuomo comeback trial. I hope not. I, I mean, mean, why
1: he,
0: he should, just needs to go
1: away? Does he live in New York? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, glad you got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be uh, what I think. Uh,
0: what I'd like to do, and uh, like somebody sticky this for me, uh, is when the next periodic filing for financials comes out uh see if there's a donation from his former governor uh, account to council president pridgen and see if you know he was able to buy a speaking engagement at true bethel because i'd like to know how much they go for because maybe we could do a GoFundMe so that we could get Reed to do a speaking engagement at true bethel
2: uh sp- speaking of the of the I, city i got nothing more on that uh, one. but sp- yeah. uh, speaking of the city <laughs> the city passed a budget yeah the, so it sounds like common council stripped some things out the- yeah
0: uh, well, well let's, let's start off the first. We, yeah, we, we yeah. need to acknowledge uh, the, the point that Jeff Kelly brought up, right. which is that uh, New York State passed a law that uh, municipalities have to uh, have their budget publicly available for 24 hours before they can vote to approve it. And the city of Buffalo made their budget public around six thirty seven 7 o'clock on Thursday night, and the Common Council voted to approve it at around 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. I'm no mathematician, <laughs> but that seems to be less than 24 hours. I think I think it is. Uh, so you know, we'll see. I mean, just a very Buffalo thing for somebody to sue that they didn't have enough uh, time to uh, view the budget, and for the courts to say, yeah, that vote doesn't count.
2: Uh, you have to do it over. So the contents of the budget, the contents right? of the budget. Um, they cut. They cut. They cut that the that shot bullshit. The shot spotter. Yeah, shot they, spotter. Yeah,
0: that's uh, that was. Uh, initially it looked like uh, because they were trying to think Jeff
2: Kelly reported
1: on. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Initially it looked like they weren't sure how many people were going to vote for it and who were going to vote against it. Uh, But it came up pretty quickly that most of the common council members were like, definitely not interested in this. Yeah.
1: Talking about the city budget, me being a council member in the next town over, it's not my place to weigh in on any of that. But I do want to say something about the, the shot spotter. Uh, for me it's in some ways is like facial recognition where you have folks that are critical of this, that are bringing forward legitimate criticisms of it and how it works and how it doesn't. And you don't want to just rush into facial recognition. And I don't know what other municipalities or towns or States even are using ShotSpotter. it seems like it's something you don't want to rush into, but if you go to your constituents and they say, we don't want this, and you go and they say, we do, you know, and that's the basis of how you vote, I can respect anybody that votes on either side of the issue if they heard the people mm. that gave them their job and they said, do this or don't do this. But you know, from some of the folks that are critical of this, what they've been talking about, the concerns that it's misidentifying sounds and, and all those other things, I, I can understand why folks would say maybe not right now or mm. maybe this isn't a good idea at yeah. all you know
0: i mean because well, it's expensive and you know all the independent studies say it doesn't work as well as as the company says it, it works and the company keeps countering with what well, no but we say it works well and all of our studies <laughs> oh. say it works well. Oh, well in that case right yeah. um i'll have two <laughs> right yeah you know, like i mean i don't want to be the guys from pawn stars but i'd like to call in an expert here
2: <laughs> Some other things that so there there, there was an in, uh, a proposed increase on the fee for uh, a trash collection mm-hmm. that got scrapped, um and the, and the property tax increase I got, guess, got 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 cut there. down a, yeah. a bit. Um, the, I think
0: the common council members realized that there had to be some sort of tax increase. Yeah, yeah. it had been too long in the city sure. um, without one, um and you know I worry that maybe even with the reduced one, um it's not going to be enough to put the city in good financial shape. But we'll see. Yeah, I hope it does. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with with the budget. Uh, you know, whether the appropriations go through and and like I said, like if somebody like it doesn't have to be somebody on like the Sun's, the open meetings law side who who wants to uh, sue that they didn't spend enough time. It would be very interesting to me and not at all surprising if it was like the police union who didn't get everything they wanted in the con- in the budget who sued. To say that this this vote's no good, so they could have time to lobby the common council members to to put those things back into the budget for the police.
2: We had some school board elections or and budget elections this past week. Yeah, right? we uh, not the not the most uh, exciting. That doesn't get the most turnout, but it's still very important. Well, definitely doesn't get the uh, gets fucking garbage turnout. Yeah, we had some usurpers,
0: right? Well, I mean, it was a big deal this year, and because. Um, you know, big dog, arf arf. arf, arf. You, had, you had you had Chris Grant and Stefan Mahailu and Mike Caputo working with uh, Robbie De Niro to run candidates like all across like the eight counties of Western New York mm-hmm. uh, for school board. You know, not just in Erie County, but in Chautauqua, in in Cattaraugus, in Niagara, in Orleans, in Genesee. And even they got in, a few in wins. Monroe. Yeah, and then they did. They they picked up some wins. Now they they mostly got beat.
1: They did. Right. I think Western New York students first. I think that group said they. They took credit for eleven wins, if I remember the number right. right. Yep. But you start looking through how they got eleven wins, let's start with Amherst. There were four candidates for three spots. Right. And candidates that Western New York students first went for, NYSAT also went for. Mm-hmm. So some of their wins were inevitable because there were more you know, there there weren't enough candidates to have three on three, let's say. There were four mm-hmm. candidates, three positions. Of course you're going to win. But where there were full slates competing against each other, you got three spots, six people. They got walloped. Yes. You know? So you love to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the candidates, um, because most of them, you know, school board, you don't raise a lot of money for school board uh, outside of maybe the city. So most of them, if they had any kind of web presence, it was a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, It varied wildly on them how much they acknowledged that they were part of, like, the Western New York students' first right-wing Group. Um, you know, I know, like, I, I'm in the town of Lancaster. They had a candidate there. That person had one post mentioning, like, Robbie De Niro also mentioning Lee Zeldin. But it was, like, three months old. And then, like, since then, they went pretty much radio sound and, like, never brought it up. Mm. However, the Lancaster Town Republican Committee brought them up all the fucking time about how good they were. And, like, the, 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 they're going to return, like, students' rights.
1: Yeah, you know, in the school districts in in Chituaga, at least Chitowaga Central, my my school district, uh, there wasn't competition. It was you know three candidates for three positions. It was a matter of who got bragging rights as getting right. being the highest vote getter. So it was nice to see that there wasn't an attempt at you know insane right wing infiltration in my school district. Mm-hmm. We got a good set of school board members there. You know, someone who's a a community related member of our police department we got somebody that works for the emergency services they're doing a good job mm-hmm. you know um, and, and they've been their incumbents they understand the budget so it was nice to see that you know I didn't have to deal with that in my neck of the woods but I'm sure it's coming because these guys are not going away and they're oh. going to try again mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, no, it's Lancaster it was kind of surprising because they the Lancaster Republicans who have in the last you know six years or so, uh, gone from being more of the you know like George W. Bush or Bob Dole Republicans to being oh, God, very. You ins- can't put those two in the same basket. <laughs> Well I,
1: guess, well, I guess. Mean, has it gotten that bad? Well, I I, I think it's gotten that bad. I, th-
0: I think they were, those were two separate wings. But like that was the Republican committee out there was like those two wings. Uh, I see. It was see. You know, like you had like the 50 year olds who were Bob Dole's and like the 30 year olds who were like George W. Bush. And now it's all MAGA. Yeah, it's all MAGA. Uh, so, and, and they've been successful winning like town board races in Lancaster. So I was a little surprised that their school board candidate ate shit. But like, you know, their school board candidates ate shit in Hamburg and, and notably in Orchard Park, which I, I kind of viewed their school board candidates as like a test run for uh, Robbie De Niro to run for town council in I mean, Orchard Park.
1: Yeah, you look at the votes on the, the the turnout on the budget vote. I don't know how big Lancaster's district is. It, it, it covers part of Chittawaga, and then it goes well into Lancaster. I don't know if it covers the entire town, but it looked like three or 4,000 people voted on the budget. So... I mean, that's a decent turnout for the school board race that, you know, you have that chunk of chick that might be folks might be wary of it over there. But I'd imagine that they're thinking more like the Lancaster voters mm-hmm. in that particular neighborhood, especially south of Genesee Street.
0: Well, it's, it's it's interesting because because Depew School District exists as well. Mm-hmm. And Depew is has been traditionally a lot of Democratic voters in the town of Lancaster. Um, and outside of the Depew area in the town of Lancaster, the village of Lancaster is fairly democratic, and then the town is fucking crazy Republican, especially as you get closer to Alden or you go south and you get closer to Elma. Um, and the Lancaster School District does bleed into Elma, um, so like you know you have those people coming in and to vote. Um, so like it was like yeah, it was the turnout was still piss poor, but it was like surprisingly high for a school board election, and that that uh, that the the right wing candidate lost was pleasant, but like kind of surprising.
1: What did the kids say? Chef's kiss or something like <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, he
0: he got yeeted right off the ballot. <laughs> oh no! Back to the city real quick. So <laughs> redistricting. So we, well, I mean, redistricting is going all crazy all over New York State. Yeah. We had yesterday a judge say that the districts are are good as is, and you're going to have to follow them. But also this week there was a new lawsuit. Um, saying that because of redistricting, everybody should get a chance to redo petitions, and that all the primaries should be in September. And you still have the other lawsuit. What a mess! You still have the other lawsuit.
1: They're moving the assembly to September because I I haven't caught up on what happened since maybe Thursday.
0: Uh, well, yeah. Well, it looks like they're moving the assembly, Congress, and Senate all to September. Uh, but so there's a the, but so the the petition is to move. All even the stuff that's set for June to move all of it to September, anyways. So there won't
1: yeah. be a June vote,
0: right? Uh, that's, the, that's the lawsuit, and then you still have the other lawsuit that's still waiting to be heard. Nice. Where there's the the petition to do all the congressional <laughs> seats at large for the yeah. entire state. No, that, that's your favorite, huh? That is my favorite. Oh, yeah, that's that we all we get to vote for every every don't, congressman. Don't
1: turn the New York Ten joke into reality. Good, <laughs> <laughs> don't. What I And I didn't the, – the district lines I saw for Congress at least had the town of Chituaga split in half. Basically, they took Walden Avenue roughly as the line, give or take, uh, you know, a, a block or two up or down, mm-hmm. splitting us between 26 and I think 23. And that's really a shame. I mean, you could look at the upside and say, hey, now we have two members of Congress that can go advocate for us. But, you know, we were – all enjoined with the city of Buffalo and other mm-hmm. municipalities where we had Congressman Higgins that if Cheetah needed something, there were people that I can speak to. And regardless of what neighborhood those folks were in, we had our congressman that can go take care of that stuff. And it might not be that way now. Right.
0: Is- wait, wait, and, and that's, you know, and the other thing is that the way it's split up is that, well, you go theoretically, okay, well, now, Chicago have two members of Congress, but no likelihood they'll be of different political parties, which means only one would be in the majority at any given time.
1: I mean, you got that too, but it, I mean, I'm just trying to look at the upside of it. say, so hey, maybe there's two people that can advocate for us, you know? And you would hope that if they are in opposite parties, if we're talking about infrastructure stuff, or we're talking about bread and butter, common sense things, that it's not going to get politicized. And it's going to get politicized, right? Of course it is, right? Because th- this isn't the 1990s. This isn't Bob Dole's, you know, America anymore, right? Why are we bringing him up so much? I, I mean, it's,
0: it's Bob Dole Day. Uh, yep, Bob Dole. Uh, but but I mean, I mean, you can see that, like, you know, even this week with like the vote on baby formula, right? And 192 Republicans voted against it.
1: Is that right. the one that was? One, one of the votes, because there were a few, they dealt with price gouging, where there's only one Republican that's... Sw- no, it was Kinzinger in, in Illinois that switched over on the domestic terrorism legislation. There were only 10 that got on the baby uh, formula bill. Right. you know And you, the Republican Party was antitrust decades ago. And part of the problem we're having with the baby formula, because you got me on my rant...
2: Yeah, let's go. you
1: got You got a few problems going on. One, hospitals. The hospitals get lobbied to say, make sure every parent is doing Similac or whatever kind. And the the formula you get in the hospital, you usually stay with. Mm-hmm. Then you got the WIC program. Right. USDA put out something years ago. The majority of baby formula is consumed through WIC vouchers. And you can't just get however much you want. You get a fixed amount of WIC vouchers. I worked in convenience stores before and processed those. So they hear a member of Congress from Georgia, the Green, say, oh, you just get however much you want. It's like, can you... Can you be literate? Can you look into stuff? Like I'm yeah. not saying you have to be a road scholar or an attorney or an expert in everything, but just attempt to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have there's a just every just absolute desire to be completely ignorant in this country now with way too many people. So she kinda had a point that wick was an issue, but she missed the boat. Right. Which Mickey Kearns misses the boat on all this crap too. We'll get to him too. <laughs> but you so you got the Wick is the majority of it. And then you only have a few companies making this stuff. Right. And why? Because Wick gives the contracts out by the state, this company or that company, and the hospitals are lobbied. So you only have two manufacturers, and Abbott has got 40% or so market share, and their main competitor's got another 40% or so. Two companies, 80% market share. And when one of them shuts down, you the whole market falls apart. It's not just that company. Right. Well, then the other thing you had was uh, during the Trump administration
0: was the ban on... Importing formula from uh, foreign sites, especially Europe, okay. and uh, there was a couple things going on. One, you know, Trump had these like shithead, like dumb dummy uh, economic uh, advisors who are like, "If we just are able to manufacture everything in the country, we'll be independent." Well, that falls apart like four seconds in. Like when you see something like this, we're like, "Well, what if you don't aren't able to manufacture stuff? What if it's, like something happens and you're not able to make it? Okay. Then you have nothing." And that's what happened here. And
1: and globalization has its downsides. Absolutely. Look, look, one of the things I liked about Senator Sanders that got me involved in politics is he was somebody left to center that understood what was wrong with NAFTA and all these trade agreements. You know, you can't just, and that gets into antitrust issues too. You need competition. If you want to have markets, you have to have more, two, three big players, Mm -hmm. you know. But the Republican Party and and some conservatives used to be antitrust. What are you doing about the fact that you have three big players Pork makers, and you have four in the beef, and you have three in making washing machines. Three companies control the the paper toiletries market, and on and on and on and on. Everything's getting consolidated. You know, everything's Everything. getting consolidated. That you have unregulated markets. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Like I'm going to beat you in the market competition. Do you think there's always going to be fifty five competitors in, in competitive markets? No, it's going to get consolidated eventually. At some point, you need to say there need to be at least X number of competitors, or you can't have more than x market share if you want to have markets you need to stop consolidation at some point. Not
2: to mention what that does for jobs, right? You know, a company consolidates. There's an entire town that run, runs on one of the competitors that are now merged, and those are all gone. Town gets
0: ruined. Right. Well, at least, luckily, thanks to the Third third Circuit, the SEC is being affirmed that they can do whatever they want Whoa, to to right. keep things... Oh, was, Wasn't it like the
1: Fifth? I think it was a fifth. Uh, no. the Fifth. I don't mean to correct you, but was it the Third? I, I believe
0: it was the Third, the Texas, okay. Louisiana, Oklahoma oh, okay. court. Um, I mean, literally, like, the most conservative... But still, there's a
1: district court. The, the point's not wrong. Just, right,
0: the district yeah. court saying, t- telling that that the administrative, uh, administrative law judges in these federal organizations have no authority because Congress can't uh, delegate <laughs> their authority that way. Which, like, you know, and, and my point was like, Republicans like Republicans are going to be very happy about that for like, um, you know, like the SEC and like the EPA. Yes, please, like we can do what we want, but like my counter is like. They're gonna be so mad when I rent some time on a broadcast channel and I just do like hardcore pornographic sex, and nothing but curse words and and I go well the FCC doesn't matter the third district said that they have no authority so that's your plan right that's my that's my plan is and
1: you got a Supreme Court that is willing to take those arguments seriously now yeah you know
0: yeah yeah and and, and reinforce them. So it's, we're doing two GoFundMes, one, so we can get uh, Reed to speak at True Bethel, and Jesus. two, so that I can get a half hour on ABC so we can uh, uh, do, uh, what are you doing, stepbrother?
1: <laughs> no. Do you need somebody to administer the GoFundMes? Yeah. It sounds like you need an administrator. <laughs> right, right, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. And the partnership's busy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, That's, with the redistricting. Yeah, like, it's the, a real back in, yeah. I mean, yeah, the man. Senate... We could do two hours on news of the week, man. Yeah, no. But with the with the Senate lines, uh, they changed all that around. I mean, the way they drew the lines, they had they had the sitting senators about half a dozen to a dozen houses away from the line. Uh, Congressman Higgins doesn't live far away from the borders either. They it, uh, uh, just outside of it, just, right? out, yeah,
0: just outside his own district. Uh, but Special
1: master was objective.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. What
2: about the city district? The so
0: so city district too. Like, so the city map came out, and uh, our friend uh, Rusty Weaver pointed out that this has been like, you know, as far as he can remember, like the most obscured process for redistricting in the city of Buffalo. Mm. Um, you know, last like ten years ago, they were like, everything was open meetings law, and they, they multiple uh, versions of maps, and everything was coming out, and you know, we got this year and it was like suddenly like a fucking map appears and like, oh, we're voting on this tomorrow. Like just like nothing. No, nobody gets any forewarning. Um, you know, where again, like 10 years ago, like, you know, they had a big press release about like, here are the people on the committee and get to know them and all that stuff. And then this year seemed to be shrouded in a little more secrecy. And then if you look at the map, you've got four districts really that like fine, whatever. Like, you know, the three northern districts that go across the, the city border of the north all look like fairly reasonable, fairly compact districts. And then South Buffalo again also looks like fairly reasonable, fairly compact. I would actually say I think that Bowman's Lovejoy district also looks reasonable and compact. It doesn't look like a traditional Lovejoy district, but it looks com- compact. It looks probably more difficult for him uh, to win re-election in than the the prior district, but you know, we'll see what what happens there. Um, and you know, the Niagara district looks okay, but the other districts in the middle fuck i mean oh they look God. crazy. You know, uh, Fillmore especially is just it's wild. Just a wild wild district now. I mean it goes all the way up to like the Elmwood Village. I don't think anybody would argue that like the Broadway Market and like Ashland and the Elmwood Village are ex- exceptionally similar.
1: The only thing I'll say like whether it's the city or the assembly or the senator any district or councilor or any district lines is that don't want to necessarily apply malice in a situation where incompetence yeah. is, is sufficient to explain it. I mean, or where Occam's razor would suggest not having enough time would be simpler than incompetence. Right. This might be a situation where there was so much time and discussing to say, we're running out of time, we just have to move and do this, be it the assembly, mm-hmm. the state lines, the federal lines, or whatever other lines there may be. You know, just wouldn't necessarily want to say, oh, we, we want to, scheme and all this stuff to get this thing
0: and, and redistricting look it's it is hard because you have to break it down by like census track and you know and you have to keep things within a certain percentage so that everything's relatively close like it's not easy to manipulate these maps that's why you have people who have like phds in geography help you that said like it does look like the special master really went out of his way to help republicans in new york state
1: yeah why consult experts anymore well, I mean— Why would we do that in this country?
0: Well, I mean, again, like, you, the, I mean, theoretically, the special master is an expert. He is a, a professor of geography at Carnegie Mellon, uh, although he was a special expert. He was the one who was chosen by the Stuben County Supreme Court judge, uh, acting—not elected, but yeah. acting Supreme, Supreme Court judge in Stuben County. It was
1: obviously objective. Right. It uh, is not the result of judicial shopping.
0: Right. Um, and so, so he got to pick the special master.
1: Okay, whatever. You think um, we would have learned? Like, it'd be part of Elvis's issue, why he got so hopped up on drugs and everything, is he went doctor shopping. Yeah, can you give me a little? Can you give me a little? Can you give me a little? Are you getting these from anywhere else? No, (laughs) no, I'm not. You know, people do that with lawyers. They just like, they go lawyer shopping to get the opinion that they ever want, that they want. Like, just, I want a lawyer to tell me what I want to hear. I feel great now. Thank you, lawyer. You got to get people in your circle that are going to push you back a little bit and say, well, this is what's literally in print. And you can't do that thing, you know? Oh, I'm going to go do another one, and then the second lawyer said you can't do it. And they did the same thing with the the judge shopping for right. that. I mean, the activists found the right judge to tell them what they wanted to hear, and they ran with it. Yeah,
0: so uh, I'm just inter- I'll be interested to see what happens with um, next year. Is the common council races uh, now that we've got a map and we just, we get to see what the districts look like? Um, you know, what kind of competition we'll have um, for those common council districts? I would be surprised if we didn't get some primaries. I mean, I'd be very surprised if we had fucking Republicans running, but like if we get, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some primaries. Uh, And then speaking of primaries and Republicans, Mickey Kearns, our erstwhile county clerk. We're going to, what do you have on there? Mickey and what?
2: Tucker. Mickey and Tucker. sounds like a a movie.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, It was a buddy movie or something. It was a sequel to uh, Turner and
1: Hooch. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure which one of them was the dog. Yeah. <laughs> well they might be both. Right. I just stopped watching Tucker Carlson, you know, and and I watch it a little bit here and there. Like I like consuming media, reading books, listening to people I disagree with. You know, I got into audio books lately so I got to listen to uh, Rand Paul's book, The Case Against Socialism. That was enlightening. And it, I mean, but I learned a, a Can about I a, give that a slight whistle? <laughs> but I learned about a perspective of Scandinavia from a libertarian or self-described libertarian that he brought up things I might not have heard anywhere else. It kind of changed my worldview a bit. Ben Sass, his audio book was great. I listened to Milton Friedman's Capitalism and Freedom. I mean, just hours and hours of stuff that i would argue is a little bit more thoughtful right of center. And then you got Tucker. You know, if you go to WikiHow you can find a picture of a baby sticking a fork in an outlet, <laughs> like a metal fork in an outlet get electrocuted. Yeah. That's that's the that's Tucker's show in 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 the meme. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You're just taking a metal fork right to the skin eh, you know? Like you have to watch a little bit of Tucker to understand the zeitgeist, but you should—that's—you shouldn't have a steady diet of Tucker. No one wants that. No.
0: no. So you
1: should want that. So people so, obviously do. So our, our, our
0: incumbent county clerk, uh, Mickey Kearns, was on Tucker, uh, which to me just spoke like that just solidified his connections too. Chris Grant, Stefan Mihailu, Mike Caputo, because Tucker Carlson doesn't give a shit what's going on in Erie County and what the clerk is fucking doing, unless he's being contacted by people who he does care about and trust to say, hey, why don't we have you know, our, our white Irish guy talk about anti-immigrant stuff on your show? And Tucker says, couldn't, couldn't be happier. Love to talk about anti-immigrants because um, Mickey was on to talk about how he's going to refuse to give uh, undocumented individuals driver's license in New York State, oh, despite boy. the fact the, that
1: this was recent. Like he went back recently. I yes. know he. I thought he was there in the past.
0: So you know he went back recently.
1: Oh, like this year. Yeah.
0: Well, because he's running for re-election, so he like needs this to, month. Yeah, he needs to drive out votes. Oh,
1: will you do the swine whistle again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him two.
0: So so, Mickey, so Two slide Mickey, whistles Mickey, for Mickey Mickey's out there on, on Tucker getting getting his stuff and then and then you have Tucker a couple days later saying that uh, the shooting in Buffalo was not caused by racism. He a piece of shit.
1: What does that, he think caused it? I mean uh, what, it
0: hits, it, it, and this is what they all say, right? Uh, what, it was it was he was mentally ill.
1: He had a 180 page manifesto and he in it he said basically I'm not mentally ill. I'm I'm okay. a racist. Yeah. I'm a white nationalist. I'm a fascist. And he did an interview with himself in there where he admits all this stuff. He literally said no. He claims he didn't get these ideas from his parents in the manifesto. I mean, it was in a Google Drive, and it was was taken down as I was looking through it because, like I said, when you have psychotic fascist and white nationalist and racist out there, once in a while you want to take a look at the kind of things they're saying and see how similar it is to what Tucker says on his stupid show. And, of course, there were overlaps. You can take some of the stuff the kid was writing or the the young man. Let's not call him a kid. The young man. He's of age. Uh, What the young man was writing and putting in in his little drive document, and it sounds like stuff that would be said on one of the most watched television shows in the United States as far as cable news category goes. That's terrifying. These ideas are leaking into the mainstream and people who understandably got screwed by NAFTA. They're getting screwed by the way property tax burdens are getting shared. Their wages aren't keeping up. The the, globalization overall is, is hurting them understandably, they're having those kind of problems. They're buying into racism instead of how do I deal with globalization as one of 330 million Americans, regardless of gender and race. And maybe think a bit more about how class interests link me with brown folks and black folks instead of seeing them as my enemy, seeing them as, you know, having shared solidarity with them and shared class interest, you know, and trying to transcend some of those ideas that they might see as limiting but no why would we do that
0: i would say it's, it's gone beyond leaked into the mainstream mm-hmm. i mean the it's, it is like the the main part of the republican party platform now and and so one of the two major parties in the united states and it's part of the i mean elise stefanik who is like the third ranking republican in the united states is running ads for her re-election campaign talking about how the biden administration is going to bring in 11 million immigrants to replace white people so that the democrats can have a permanent
1: majority that's been a talking point for a while they're going to replace the voters jd vance in ohio right was saying the same stuff they're not replacing the voters these are people that are becoming part of these neighborhoods they're sending their kids to school these mm-hmm. folks are volunteering for all sorts of things that are going on in their community it's not about replacement these are your new neighbors you can also be here right no you're not being pushed out they're That's, your new neighbors. They're making sure that your property values are staying up. They're making sure that somebody answers the call when the fire department gets called in your community.
0: Voter registration is not like first come first serve. <laughs> it's not like they're like. It's not like they like. Well, sorry, all the immigrants registered to vote. We have no registrations There's left no for the cab. white people. Right? There's no cap. It's just it, it. Anybody can do it. It's and, infinite.
1: And maybe this has got to be for another day, but we have to talk a little bit about all the artificial scarcity that exists in our oh economic system. Yes. You take energy, just as one example. There's enough power or enough, there's enough energy from the sun that hits the surface in the course of about two hours that can power everything for a whole year. You just have to catch that energy, store it, And send it out to people. Energy could literally be free besides the cost of storing it and transferring it. It could be free if we did it the right way. But, no, we have artificial scarcity, and we think private companies should, you know, generate all the energy. But that's for a different... Mickey, right? Yeah, Mickey. So, <laughs> See, look, the ADHD, undiagnosed, untreated <laughs> no, ADHD no. here, that's that's what you're dealing it's, with. It's all connected.
0: So. Well, so, and, and Keep so, me focused. So we've got, Mickey, we've got Mickey last on the board here because he's going to transition into you know, one of the things we want to talk to you about because Mickey had some unhinged attack on the reassessment in Chequeta this week. It's a good lead-in.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd say it's unhinged. Uh, it's certainly uninformed. So... Um, Fearless county clerk uh, does a press conference like he's wanted to do. Always do a press conference, right? We don't know what the hell you're talking about. Get uh, get up to a podium and talk on TV. And basically says, Chick DeWaga, you got to cancel your reassessment. And he sends this letter after we consult attorneys that are experts in the field. He sends it after the tentative role was filed. He sends it after a lawsuit was filed in 2020, and our town board agreed to settle it to say, okay, we tried to cancel an assessment dealing with our, tent, with our preliminary role. Uh, we'll agree to, to enforce that in the following year. After all of that, that he could have learned about this stuff by watching the videos, the town board's videos on YouTube, or reading our resolutions, or doing a little bit of research. After all that, he sends a letter that basically says, I consulted somebody that says, you don't have to go forward with this. Well, who'd you consult? He didn't tell us that. Mm-hmm. He says Chick Dawagos. Yeah, De canceled their assessments in the past. He doesn't note the resolution that we passed in the middle of 2020 that said, okay, even though we put a pause on our assessments, or we can't, we were attempted to cancel our assessments. Um, we didn't follow through on that because we had litigation that said we had to lower some folks' values and we had to enforce that. You know. The way the law works is once you file your tentative role, your town files a tentative role, that's your new assessment role. You can't unring that bell. And if he's found legal folks or legal counsel, or if he's found something in the state law that says, oh, we could just not enforce it and get away with it, I'd like to see that. So, But I'm going to deal with more of the specifics in an answer to him later on. You know, because there needs to be a written reply to the garbage he put out there. And he does this with so many issues where he just, I need to get in front of the camera. I need to get in the newspaper. I need to be on Channel 4. I I have to do something today, and I need to hijack some kind of issue, scare the hell out of people, misinform people, give them false hope. And that's what he did here, too. uh, Reassessments aren't a great thing. For everybody all the time and in an environment like we're going to get into this uh when we talk about the issue at length where residential property values are increasing year over year the most they have since the late 1980s maybe you should be a little more thoughtful and actually try to inform people and tell them what's really going on but why the hell would he do that you know? uh, no, that's not what he does. He, he, he
0: wasn't. He wasn't doing it to try to be educational or be helpful. He was doing it because he's afraid he's going to lose his primary, so he wants to wind up the the base in Cheektowaga because it's the most important. Uh, it in Amherst are the two most important towns and countywide elections, It's so so you can carry yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the clown on his page, he talked about knocking doors in Amherst. So I don't know what he's, what issue he's dredging up there, but. I mean, if if he could have been real helpful, maybe he should have stepped in a little sooner than a week before grievance day, which is also set by state statute, which I'm sure he knows. He has to know this stuff yeah, right yeah because he's a well-informed public servant and as a citizen he's well educated <laughs> and he's made an attempt to learn these things yeah i'm a third i don't have enough old. slide whistles for Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <You> just keep <laughs> pounding the button i'm a 35 year old that stocks pop but you, you, you consult experts to learn the process and learn these things. You don't always do what those people say. You ask them what the law are, and then you figure out what your options are, and you think about what's best for your community. And maybe what's best for Chittawaga is a little bit different than what's best for West Seneca or the city of Buffalo regarding you know, an issue like property assessments because, and we'll get into this too, we've got the Galleria Mall and the specifics there are a bit different than what's going on with the McKinley mall or eastern hills and in these other places you know so before in in the county clerk does he do does he deal with reassessments no. Yeah. Oh. was he he was the one that wanted to put um, they would do blood pressure checks in the DMV right because yeah. he's a physician too right and of course he's a physician because he's got opinions on abortion and the county clerk has to talk about that and that's a damn shame with that race too that it's turning into an abortion debate and and I understand why the Democrats are doing it because they want to beat Mickey down and you know and get him out of there and get him out of the way but and yeah he's anti-choice and you don't want him to be the next congressman and if he becomes county executive what can he do to actually restrict Abortion rights, he might be able to do some damage there. Right. So yeah, maybe we just get him out of office forever. And he's dealing with clowns, you know. Right?
0: No, it's uh, uh, Mickey, so so fucked up in the head. Um, I don't know, I had a point that I was going to make, but I, I totally forgot what was going on. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, you you just simmered down there.
0: Yeah. Let yeah.
2: me let me. I'll I'll
0: circle Here. back to it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll help the beer into your mouth. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So we're, we're going to get to the reassessment stuff. We just one quick note. Um, obviously, the, there was a big news story this week uh, about uh, one of our favorite assemblymen, uh, Patrick Burke. Um, stay tuned. Well, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, we want Re to be here for that conversation, um, and uh, we're going to make sure that we, we cover it. We also want to make sure... There's still some information leaking out about it. We don't want to jump ahead and and say something that's incorrect. Uh, we want to become better informed, so we're going to take the week to kind of learn about it. Because uh, right now, especially like the Buffalo News article, it's very uh, um, hearsay ish. Um, you know, you get you you've got two different opinions, clearly uh, diametrically opposed to, as to what actually happened. Um, so we're going to, to see if we get some more information. And find out exactly what went on there, or or get a better understanding. I don't I mean look; only two people are going to actually know exactly what went on there. Um, and, but we're going to see if we can get better information about it before yeah. we talk about it.
2: All right, yeah. So let's wrap this episode up, and 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 we'll we'll release a new episode with uh, Brian's uh, assessment information.
0: All right. All right. So uh um so just so we're gonna the special episode on assessment will come out, but uh, if you are looking for me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Battle Gym of the Republic. Or you can find me on Twitter
2: at James Tamil. Yep. I'm on Twitter at W Ryan steel.
1: You can find me at, uh, at Brian, C K T W. I remembered my
2: handle this time. <laughs> so, uh,
1: no, one, I did. And I had it by phone.
0: Uh, and, and one quick thing before I uh, move on, I want, uh, we did a poll on the discord about the kickball game. We mentioned, um, winning date. looks to be August 13th. Um, we need at least one more person to, to vote or chime in uh, or send me a DM because uh, right now it's tied between Fillmore and Cheektowaga as to where we want to have it um, because what we'd like to do is wherever we have it, uh, find a, a nonprofit, find a, an organization in, in that area and donate the money to them. So let us know. Get, to, get on Discord.
1: I think I voted on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never believe it's